we see electric bikes with all sorts of different power ratings. They can be 250 watts, 750 watts. Sometimes we see 1,000 watts. I've seen 3,000-watt electric bikes. There's just a whole range of numbers that are thrown out there. We also see newton meters of torque. You might see one bike that says 80 newton meters of torque in their hub motor. Another one says it's 160 newton meters of torque in their mid-drive. But what do all of those actually mean? And do they even mean anything at all? I just want to give you my opinion on what some of those numbers might stand for. And I hope once and for all, I have a solution so we can put every one of these numbers to rest. So first, let's start with the numbers real quick. This is a brief recap. I'm not going to get technical on any of this information. I just want to cover the basics so we're on the same page. 750 watts is, in the U.S., the maximum power limit for electric bikes. Now, some states might have laws that say something slightly different, but for the most part, I think we can agree that it's 750 watts or less. Is that continuous power? Is that peak power? I don't know. They really don't get into detail on that. Now, some manufacturers do give numbers like that. They'll say this bike is rated for 500 watts continuous and has a 750-watt peak, or this motor has a 1,000-watt peak power, or this one has 1,200-watt peak power. The numbers are all over the place. So watts are equivalent to horsepower. 750 watts is roughly, it's off by a little bit, but it's roughly one horsepower. Depending on the gearing or the type of hub motor, that could potentially get you up to 30 miles an hour. And it's generally going to carry you up most hills that you're going to encounter on public roads. So it's a decent amount of power. It's, it's about three times what the average cyclist can sustain. I think that's around like 200, 250 watts or something like that for uh, an athlete who cycles a lot. It's like taking three athletes and somehow putting them on your bike and they're doing all the work for you. And of course, you can pedal on top of that. So maybe the total output to the wheel on a, quote, 750-watt e-bike really is 1,000 watts with you helping. We don't really know. Now, Newton meters is a torque specification. Now, I have a lot of questions that when I've dug into specifications on various motors, I honestly don't have answers to. When a mid-drive says it's 160 Newton meters of torque, is that the Newton meters right at the uh, shaft that's connecting to the cranks where the pedals are? I would assume so, because if you measure it at the rear axle on the wheel, it's going to be completely different depending on what gear the bike is currently in. So it makes sense that's where it's at. And then you have hub motors where the Newton meters are typically going to be at the axle, I think. But then how does that power then translate to the ground? If you have a hub motor with 80 Newton meters of torque, the amount of torque you're going to put down to the ground is going to be different if you have a 20-inch wheel or a 26-inch wheel. So then it depends on the hardware that's actually installed on the bike. And you could compensate the motor to adjust for the wheel size, but I just know, generally speaking, e-bike companies are not doing that. I think they're roughly calculating the watt specifications based on the supposed 
output of the motor controller and the battery voltage. And you can calculate that very easily. You can backtrack and recalculate down to the controller, amperage, current setting, if you have the other numbers. The basic formula is that volts times amps equals watts. So to make the math really simple, if I had a 50 volt battery operating at 10 amps, that would be 500 watts. A 50 volt battery at 20 amps would be 1,000 watts. So you can see how a 48 volt battery that's at a full charge, you know, with a 20 amp controller could be conceivably drawing 1,000 watts of power. Now where I think a really big disconnect happens is that nobody talks about efficiency of motor controllers. Not all of that power is actually getting to the ground. Some of that power is being lost through heat in the motor controller. Some of that is lost due to heat and inefficiencies in the motor. Some of the best e-bike motors I've looked at might only be 80, 85% efficient. So even if you have a display on your bike that says your bike is pulling a thousand watts of power from your battery, you might only be getting 80% or even 70% of that actually going to the rear wheel. So some of these bikes that you or I are thinking are quote unquote illegal or too powerful because they have a thousand watts, maybe they're only actually putting 750 watts to the ground. And I am certainly of the opinion that very few companies have ever actually tested the power output at the rear wheel. That's something I've wanted to do for a very long time. Now, I won't name names because they actually specifically asked me not to mention it, uh, but I know one company that developed their own motor system, and they told me they put their bike on a dyno. Now, this is something that was above the typical power limits, so it made sense that they did that. But I've always thought it would be awesome to have a test rig to put electric bikes on that could tell us real newton meter torque numbers that could tell us real wattage numbers at the rear wheel and then of course if we hook up some electrical equipment to the battery or the motor controller and measure the current we could actually calculate the efficiency losses by doing that as well i think both of these would be really interesting pieces of information but I think it would just be super awesome to take an electric bike that says it's a 500-watt continuous motor with a 750-watt peak, which basically what they're trying to do is cover themselves and say, this motor is rated for 500 watts. It could run at 500 watts all the time. You could run the battery from full to dead at 500 watts. The motor's not going to break. It can handle that. You could run it at 750 watts for brief periods of time. Uh, the enemy of electric motors in general, I would say, is heat. You could run a quote-unquote 500-watt motor at 3,000 watts for a few seconds. It's not going to care. You could probably run it at that for a few minutes, but at some point, it's going to overheat. And most companies haven't done sufficient testing to tell you, well, this is exactly how long you can run this motor at this wattage figure at this temperature, they just don't do that. Now, they could have temperature sensors built into the motor, but that adds cost. Some do have that. It's just not very common. I think it's one of those things that's just not that important or not that high on the priority list for 
electric bike manufacturers. So that's kind of where the, the progress stops, at least for now. So for years, like I said, I have wanted to test the actual power output at the rear wheel. And something like a motorcycle dyno or a scooter dyno would be an interesting way to test that. Now, there's two major problems with that. I have solved possibly one of them. Problem number one, motorcycle dynos are incredibly expensive. They are tens of thousands of dollars. Depending on the model, you could be spending $30,000, $50,000 for a dyno, a dynamometer. Uh, that's the machine that you strap the motorcycle onto and you put all this horsepower to that rear wheel. It has this roller that then can measure the torque and the horsepower that that motorcycle can put out. That's how they tune motorcycles for more performance, for more power. First time I probably reached out to one of these companies was maybe four or five years ago. And the cost at that time was just prohibitive. It was too much, especially when I told them that ideally I'd like to measure torque from zero because electric motors can do that. They said, well, that's going to be a different type of dyno. It's going to cost you more. I had some companies throw out numbers uh, around $40,000 to build something like this, and it just didn't seem worth it to me at that point in time. And to be honest, it's still not worth it to me to spend that much money and time. But the other week I was thinking of this idea, and I just went onto Google, and I just said, motorcycle dyno for sale, just to see if anything popped up. And to my surprise, there was an auction going on that only had a couple of days left. And I know how these online auctions go. You're never 100% sure what you're getting. You don't know what the price is going to get bid up to at the last minute. But at the time I found the auction, with only a couple days left, the max bid was at about $5. So I figured I don't have a lot to lose. It was in the state of Washington. I'm in California, so it wasn't too far away, at least was on the West Coast, and I decided to put a few bids on it and see what happened. I watched it like a hawk for the next two days, and of course the bids did start to climb up, first to $200, then $500, but in the last five minutes or so, still this dyno was only at about 600 bucks. Now I had to figure out how to get it from Washington to me, if I did end up winning the auction, and I had to first win the auction. So I kind of put a figure in my head that I thought would be reasonable. I plugged it in, crossed my fingers, hoped for the best, and I'm happy to say that I did win the dyno auction. So I purchased a motorcycle dyno, sight unseen. Hopefully it works. From the pictures, it looked like everything was there. But like I said, this is a basically a liquidation auction, an equipment auction. Thankfully, the company that manufactured this dyno is still in business. So as I get it set up and start fiddling with it, at least I have somebody I can hopefully turn to for a little bit of information. So problem number one of obtaining a motorcycle dyno has been solved, which is cost. I won't say what I actually paid for it. It did get bid up quite a bit more in those last few minutes, but nowhere near the tens of thousands of dollars that it would go for brand new or even used for that matter. So I'm crossing my fingers that I scored an excellent deal and that it works. That's another challenge I have to address, and that really is the biggest one from this point now that I've got the thing, 
is it going to work? For two reasons. One, just is it going to work for a motorcycle? Is there something wrong with it? Is it broken? Is there a reason it was being auctioned off so cheap? I don't know the answer to that yet. I haven't plugged it in. I haven't haven't even laid my own eyes on it, but it has already been shipped from Washington to California. It's here in my hometown. It's already been delivered. It's just sitting on a pallet wrapped up. Hasn't been unwrapped at this point. So no guarantees on anything right now. But then that goes back to the conversations I had years ago about dinos and which one would be the best type. Uh, Really a smaller scooter type dino might be a better fit. This is a motorcycle dino. It's probably designed to test things of several hundred horsepower potentially. Is it even going to register something under 750 watts with only 50, 60, 70, 80 newton meters of torque? I don't know. The only way we're going to find out is to one, get it working, and then two, put a bike on it and find out. Now, either way, I'm hopeful I can get some use out of this thing because I am trying to build some more powerful bikes. I've got the Samurai bike, which which runs at about 6,000 watts. The Velomobile build I'm doing is dual front motors, but I think I could probably rig up a way to test each motor on that. They run about 2,000 watts. I think those are getting up to high enough power levels this would work. I could potentially put uh, Surrons on this. I could put bikes like the Onyx on this that are rated for, you know, 7,500 watts. Things that are kind of in that moped, light motorcycle category. And I think some of the more powerful electric bikes that have a legal on-road mode and kind of the off-road, you know, 1,500, 2,000 watt power ratings, I think they will probably work as well because I've seen that done in other places I can't name, but that remains to be seen. Where is that lower limit? Is it going to properly measure a 750-watt bike as far as horsepower and torque ratings and not a 250-watt? I really don't know. But the awesome thing is we can try it. And I know for a fact we're going to be surprised by some of the results if I get this working. Because I know I've ridden bikes that say they have 80 newton meters of torque, versus another brand that says 80 newton meters of torque, and one accelerates twice as fast. You can feel it. I mean, if you ride the two bikes side by side, there's no denying it. But we haven't had a way to actually test it and get real data on it. So I'm really excited about this. I wanted to share it with you guys. Let me know how much of this process you want to see. Do you just want to see a bike put on this thing working? Do you want to see some of the process of actually trying to get this thing up and running? Maybe that'll influence what we do and how much of that we share. I'm definitely hoping that this thing works because there's a possibility I just bought a really, really big paperweight, but I don't think so. I'm not expecting this thing to be perfect. I'm just expecting that I can get it working. If it works straight out of the crate, so to speak, that would be obviously amazing. But even if it doesn't do that, that's okay. As long as I can get it working for a reasonable amount of time and money, Uh, We're going to do it, and we're going to throw some bicycles on it. And I think what would be, and I think what would be the most awesome thing to do from that point would be to include this dyno test in every electric bike review I do going forward. Because I know no one's doing that, and that the reason is the equipment, of course, is cost prohibitive. So, uh, really excited about this. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be one really interesting to see what we find on existing bikes what their marketing claims are, and what the real numbers are. I wouldn't be surprised if we find some bikes that are more powerful. I will 
be surprised if we don't find something that's not as powerful as advertised. That's pretty much a guaranteed we're going to find that. And I also think from a development perspective, it's going to help Area 13, our own bikes, be more powerful. We're going to be able to test different controller settings, different battery types, and see how can we tweak more power, but also more reliable power out of bikes by using this. So I'm sure you can tell that I'm excited about this whole idea because it's not an idea anymore. It's actually happening. So one one step closer. This is probably going to take me a little while uh, to get this up and running. I'm going to be clear about that. Some of you may have noticed I haven't put a video out in uh, a few weeks now. Uh, Health-wise, I'm still having a lot of struggles, but I'm going to keep putting out videos as often as I can. Know that I am working on things. Now, an example of something that would be really cool to put on this dyno is a trike from a company called Vuk. Now, I bring them up because they are a sponsor of this video. Vuk is unlike anything else I have seen in the electric bike space, I think, ever. It has three wheels, and yes, we've seen trikes before, but not like this one. If you imagine the big wheel bikes that you might have had as a kid, take one of those, scale it up, add a ridiculous amount of power and battery capacity, and basically, that's the Vuk. You have a super low seat position, so there is basically zero chance of flipping this thing over from what I can see, and it's got a ton of power. Now, if I get this dyno up and running, hopefully one day we can throw one of these on it and test it. So they're using two hub motors on the back. They're 1,000-watt motors each, and they state in their videos and on their website that that is 1,000 watts continuous. The motors actually each have a peak rating of 3,000 watts each, giving you a max peak power of 6,000 watts, which is pretty crazy for a trike. But I think with the low stance they've created, that's actually something that would be a lot of fun. It has a top speed of 40 miles an hour. Now, they have said that they can restrict that down depending on your local laws and regulations, but that's what it is capable of. Now, at first, I was a little skeptical because they were advertising this thing as having 110 miles of range, but the largest battery option is a 62 volt, which is a pretty interesting size. That's how they get that 40 mile an hour top speed out of that, and 50 amp hours, which is just over three kilowatt hours of battery capacity. I would have to say that that makes 110 miles not only possible, but realistic. Some of you may have seen the Annie Oki bike we did a review on. Massive battery on that thing. And Blake was able to do, in steep terrain, basically the equivalent of over 100 miles on that. And that was a 2.8 kilowatt hour battery which is smaller than what the VOOC comes with. So 110 miles, like I said, at first I was like, wait, that battery has to be huge. Uh, But I looked at the specs, crunched the numbers real quick, and I got to say, that's actually right. That actually makes sense. They also have, for a little less money, a smaller 30 amp hour capacity. It still has the same amount of power. Now, this thing is also packed with some high-tech features. It's not just a crazy power monster of a trike. It uses your phone as a display. 
So you have GPS features built in. It has some security measures. It has a fingerprint setting to unlock the trike, kind of going into the motor controller and that. It does have things like regen braking for those two hub motors. That's, of course, going to help the range. There is a reverse, which is really, really rare on any sort of electric bike, but that's super cool that it has a reverse on it. And the warranty specs are, I would say, above industry standard as well. They're claiming a three-year warranty on the battery, a five-year warranty on the motor, and 15-year warranty on the frame. Now, I do say claim on some of these things or all of these things because this is an Indiegogo campaign that's going on right now. So it is in the prototype stage. You cannot actually buy one of these and get it immediately. They're estimating these are going to be delivered in December of this year. So in about three months or so from now, and they have promised us that we will get one in our hands, one of the early production models. So I hope that's the case and we can do some actual tests for it. We can do the range tests. We can hopefully put it on that dyno if it's working. We can test the actual power output of those motors. But I think everything they're advertising is, in my opinion, realistic. The campaign seems to be going pretty well so far. The pricing on that 50 amp hour battery capacity model is about $2,500 on the Indiegogo campaign. I think that's actually very reasonable considering the power and the battery capacity of this thing. And then the 30 amp hour is a couple hundred bucks less at $2,300. So if you're interested in something that's on three wheels, super low to the ground, making it really, really stable, tons of power, tons of range, uh, definitely go check it out. Once again, it's called Vuk. They're on Indiegogo right now. I will put a link in the description. There's probably way more I could cover on that thing, but hopefully we'll be able to do a full video hands-on in the future. Let me know if you have any other questions about power output, about watts, about newton meters. I think when it comes down to it, I'm just going to outright and say that I think most wattage numbers, most newton meter torque numbers that manufacturers of electric bikes and motors put on their marketing is just that. It's marketing. I believe most of those numbers are honestly just made up. They don't actually mean anything in the real world. And I say that from having read hundreds of specifications on bikes and having ridden hundreds of electric bikes and just feeling the power difference and how they just don't correlate to one another at all. So I'm really hoping I can put all of this to rest by having this dyno machine work. Let me know how much of that process you actually want to see. And of course, hit the subscribe button so you can see it in action, I hope, sometime very soon.